You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the pump fake and a one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career. But look at him smiling. We go my man. Another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach. And we are a Carmelo Stanthony podcast, uh, but occasionally talk fantasy basketball. Natty, excuse my English, but we ready to do this shit. I'm just so happy about it all. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I had to I had to give D Rose a shout out after uh after knocking down the game winner for your stones. Mm. You know, gotta give gotta give love where love is due. I still don't like him. He's a bull. He will always be a bull. But you can't uh, say no to that. Well, I mean, the Pistons have a positive point differential right now of 0.3, I believe, which is big news. This is um, this is the kind of thing that makes Natty write home to his parents and say, guess what just happened? The Pistons have a positive point differential. Yeah, and then they send a telegram back, you know, <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, I just, uh, God, it's great. He's good. I really just feel like he's a bull though. I just, oh man, I'm, I'm not, you just can't, you just can't get past it. You just can't get past it. I really can't. Like if he was a worse player, it would be different. I wouldn't care, but he was the youngest MVP ever. And I was really pissed because it felt like Chicago just sort of like fell into another generational talent and uh you know lebron was already there and it was just it did not feel good and he was so fantastic and true. those bulls the vinnie del negro bulls were actually like kind of fun to watch and then thibodeau took over and they became something else and it was amazing and uh i will always remember that seven game series against you guys the celtics in the playoffs yeah. that just kept going to overtime after overtime and it was amazing so yeah, fuck D-Rose. But <laughs> go Pistons. This is great. You're you are caught in quite the conjury. I mean, not really. Like I will root for him and root for the Pistons. It's just that he will need to provide something substantial to the Pistons history mm. for me to get over my bull's loathing. If only there was a way to help your Pistons and get D-Rose out of detroit is is there something coming up that could do that i believe trade season is nearly upon us trade season is upon us natty yeah the trade restrictions end on the 15th we're about to see all kinds of shit go down it's nice because like hanukkah's a little late this year i think and so (laughs) like we get the nba holiday and then hanukkah starts and then christmas and then new year's it's just going to be really really nice it's an extra holiday yeah you're here for it i kind of maybe think not much will happen i know i know and we're going to talk about it we figured we'd get a head start uh and talk about some names who've been rumored and getting shopped around uh and oh yeah who will get traded, who won't get traded, what could be some trades that we see happen now that all hell is about to break loose. But I think you're right, Natty. I think uh, we might have to temper our expectations. Obviously, once the deadline itself comes around, we might get a little more action. But I don't think uh, we're about to see a flurry of things happen on the 15th. But we'll start with the, the face of 2028 NBA trades because I don't think there's any person who has been more rumored to get ship. Kevin Love is clearly wanting to get out of Cleveland and Cleveland clearly wants to get out of Kevin Love. So I figured he's a natural starting spot. He makes a lot of teams more interesting, but I'm not that sure if he'll make a lot of teams better regarding the playoffs. Um 
so having said that, let me name a bunch of teams <laughs> where I think it would look really cool if he was there. Yep. Number one, Dallas. Like Ooh. if he if they somehow could work that out, it would be absolutely phenomenal because then like Kevin Love and Kristaps, neither of them are, you know, good interior defenders, but they do other things and it will just look incredible with Luca there. Um I do think Phoenix is a good idea because Rubio and Love's passing would be amazing. And while I don't think that they would be like that dangerous in the playoffs, um, I do think that it would help Devin Booker. And I think that's the only thing you like that has to be the lens that Phoenix looks through for everything. I also like that a lot because it, it spaces the floor. And uh, gives you know Rudy Gobert the paint. To, you you have that defensive anchor there to help anything that you know Love can't necessarily do. You're not you you have a defensive helper there to pair with him. It's yeah. I mean, this is the thing: is that like Love's defense has been um, talked about so much as being sub average, but you know, like maybe it won't matter that much. Like everybody thought that he was going to be traded to Portland, you know, as soon as he was traded to the Cavaliers, really. As like soon, he's as, from as, soon Portland. as December 15th comes, everyone's going to be like, all right, Kevin loved Portland. Is this happening? When is this happening? Is it happening now? Can we have it now? Yeah, sure. And you know, whatever that I, like, that would be cool. I think Houston might be trying to work something out. Um, Denver with Joker and Kevin love. I don't know if that would make sense, but I think that the passing there would be absolutely ridiculous and Denver could strangely use some scoring. I saw that. I saw that Kevin O'Connor uh, on the ringer wrote about that. And I instantly fell in love with that idea. Like who's to say you can't ship over Paul Millsaps expiring. And I don't know, maybe a pick to, to make it happy. And you now pair Kevin love with Joker and that offense. And you're right. Like the, the nuggets could use some offense could use, you know, a, a good p- portion of scoring and Kevin love would certainly bring that. I, that is, I was all on the Portland ba- bandwagon when that initially was first passed around because that feels like a, a terrific match, but now that's Carmelo's team and, and we don't want to you know mess with that. The chemistry there is just too good. Carmelo Anthony's going to lead that team to a championship and you know, he'll win MVP in the whole nine yards. So now I'm fully on board the Kevin Love to the Nuggets. This makes so much sense. I just want to watch two big men pass the ball with like pinpoint accuracy and pure beauty every day. I told you earlier today, I think that Kevin Love will get traded to the Knicks because that's the (laughs) Knicksiest thing that can possibly occur. Because they definitely need more big men. No, no, no. They they just send some of their young power forwards back, but it would just be the nixiest thing ever. Be. Like get a star, no matter what. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I just sort of feel like that. I like I can see him in Nick's colors. You know? Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. It, this is where sort of an older star goes when nobody else wants him. Like I sort of feel like he and Demar Derozan will be on the Knicks next year. Ooh! Wow. And I, mean, I would like that team. And I think not, it would be not like pretty good for RJ Barrett. <laughs> oh man, next you guys could just walk into uh, a, a terrific but squad. There. What about this? I, okay, so I have a question for you. Um, yeah, like listening. dark horse candidates for Kevin Hit Love. Hit me. Oklahoma City is in the seventh seed in the West right now. Mm-hmm. They have a boatload of picks, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like really shitty to be in playoff position and not try to stay there. Mm-hmm. So if they're still here, like if they go on a little run, like I, you and I talked about Oklahoma city, like maybe being a playoff team before the season started, because they do have three really good players. Yep. And I kind of wonder like Kevin love on that team would be interesting now that would mean that Danilo Gallinari would move down a position, um, and maybe that's not the best idea in the world. But you know, OKC doesn't score that much. Um, they are, let's see, yeah, their net rating is tied for thirteenth, which is the Pistons. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's good. It's a playoff team. Um, so why? I'm skeptical you can trade Chris Paul 
Um, and if you oh, can't, yeah. I but you're I still good, tried. then you should try to get better because you have all these picks. Oklahoma City is so, 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 so many picks. And if they can even trade two of them, like of the lesser value, just to increases, increase their chances to like advance the second round, I feel like they should do that. I feel like they owe their fans that. I feel like they owe Chris Paul that. Yeah. I, I'm not against that move. The question is, what contract are you sending back? I mean, I do think that that means you have to include Danilo Gallinari as the trade asset, don't you think? Or in order to- No. Um, Ooh, tell me more. Schroeder and Andre Roberson for K-Love works salary-wise. Oh, and then add some picks yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of yeah, these yeah, trades obviously. are going to have to include right, 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 right. picks. Um, the interesting oh, thing is that, I like uh, that, who is it? Memphis? No, Atlanta. I think Atlanta has Chandler Parsons expiring contract. Yeah, that is, <laughs> which is $25 million. Oh my God. And so Atlanta, even if Atlanta doesn't trade any of their players or like make big moves like that, they have to move Chandler Parsons that, contract. That contract has to as like a third party to a trade. Like right. they have to be able to take advantage of that size of a contract. Cause not many teams have a contract that size. Right. Um, it's going to be valuable. They have to use it. I wonder if you combine that with like one of the rookies, maybe cam reddish, you know, like there's, there are ways for Atlanta to definitely improve. And it seems like Trey young is asking them to this season. I don't know. I mean, they're not that deep a hole. Like, what are they right now? They're six and 17. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're six games back, but if you get a good player, you could probably move into playoff contention in the East. I mean, Orlando at 11 and 12 is in the eighth seed, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I'm hoping Atlanta does something. I feel like they have to. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, and I think it would also just- be cool if insanity got traded to a contender. Hmm. That would be fun. How can we make that happen? I'm now on, and I, I told you about this before we jumped onto the pod. So ESPN's uh, trade machine. Great. Lots of fun. You can burn so much time there. But I've now discovered TradeMBA.com, which is basically has, it's like a souped up ESPN trade machine. You have picks, you have stats, you can see trades that other people have done what's trending what's oddest what's, oh, it's like a social media platform platform for nba trades and i have spent way too much time on it trying to get some trades to go down um and i and i'll make sure to talk about them um well actually we can get right into it because we're going to talk about some other guys like we said who who could get traded and the other name i think outside of of kevin love that most people are going to be talking about because there was an expectation that he was going to get traded is chris paul um, but the question is, is how do you move that, you know, $40 million contract, uh, yeah. and, and who really is, wants him. And you talk about, I'm doing this for you, Ned. <laughs> so get hyped. <laughs> if you have a chance at the playoffs, you gotta go for it. And you know, who's sitting just outside of the Eastern conference playoffs. Who's yeah. that Pete? Who's just outside of it? Just 10 and 14 at the ninth seed right now. If only the Detroit Pistons had themselves. 10 and 14 is such a fucking pathetic record. It's such a stupid combination of numbers. Only they had Chris Paul to lead this team. And if you get. If you get, let me see. Let's Him see. and Blake back together, that yeah. that's probably going to work out. I mean, how do we say no to that shit? Let's see. Uh, I got to cut 1.5 mil. If you trade Reggie Jackson, Tony Snell, and let's also send them Tim Frazier. Sure. For Chris Who Paul. Cares? Who yeah, says yeah. no? There you go. I just, I just like, made, I Oklahoma made the Pistons. City might just send a pick too. You know, like there's, um, I, as a Pistons fan, I mean, I've always loved CP3. He's the point god. He's one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. It would be super fucking sick if he was a Detroit Piston. And um, he and Blake played well together. <laughs> I, I sort of feel like if it happened, they'd you know 
find each other in the same room and sort of look at each other and be like, what the fuck happened? But whatever. There's also the no way Detroit's making, there's no way Detroit's making that move without consulting Blake and being like, Hey buddy. Yeah, yeah of course. Right. I hope yeah. you like, I hope you and CP three are on good terms. Um, the, the only thing that's holding Detroit back really is finding complementary players to a front court that, we hope works, but it hasn't looked, you know, completely dynamite yet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like a team that could beat Philadelphia. I don't think it looks like a team that could beat Toronto. Nobody looks like a team that can beat Giannis. Right. Um, and so if we got CP three, do I think that team could beat Miami? Yes, but it would take Blake performing at, an exceptional level mm -hmm. and it would take Chris Paul scoring more than what he's done so far this year. Right now, maybe that could happen. That would be great. I would love having point God on my team. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't really know <laughs> what, well, because the Pistons, okay. So the Pistons aren't going to be a top four team, you know, like no matter what the Miami heat are going to win their division. That means that they're automatically a top four seed with home court advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, the Pistons play in Milwaukee's division. We're not going to win that division. Um, are they going to be better than the Celtics? Probably not. Are they going to be better than Philadelphia or Toronto? Probably not. Maybe they surpass the Pacers. So you're looking at the sixth seed, which means that you'd play like the heat or Boston or Philly or, you know, it's just like, I, I don't really see how the Pistons could possibly beat any of the top four teams really. Yeah. Unless they got something incredible. Um, yeah. So ultimately the point of the story is, is that Chris Paul is going to be a hard asset to move, <laughs> but he's the people are going to, there's going to be certainly rumors that are spread around him. And, uh, he is someone who could be moved. The other trade that I wanted to get done, but I have, I've been trying to figure out how to piece it all together. And this is my entire narrative. Uh, crazy. This is the craziest deal that I could <laughs> construct a narrative. I could construct revolving around CP three, four team trade. Start <laughs> right off the bat. Okay. Impressed. Thank you. Uh, Chris Paul to my, uh, to Miami. Pair him with Jimmy Buckets. That's the three seed. Now suddenly the Heat are a serious contender in the East. Because I'm trusting Jimmy Buckets to be able to be one of the lone people to at least slow Giannis down. Okay. Um, the Heat then trade Gorgon Dra Dragic to Miami. And Miami also gets DeMar DeRozan from the Spurs. That is Miami now being, I mean, sorry, that's the Magic, Orlando now being like, all right, we have some veterans on this team now. We are going to not only keep this eighth seed, but we are going to make a push for some actual playoff contention. What they send out, they send Aaron Gordon to the Spurs because the Spurs need to get some youth there, some, uh, some young talent that they can build around for the future, especially since LaMarcus Aldridge seems like he's kind of on his way out. Uh, and to make the contracts work, they send Alfa Rucamino also to the Spurs. Meanwhile, what do the Oklahoma City Thunder get back? Well, Oklahoma City Thunder reunite with Dion Waiters because, I mean, <laughs> we can't say no to a great narrative. And they also get the main piece is they get Markel Fultz as their future point god to, uh, mm. to pair along with Shea Gildress-Alexander in that backcourt. Um, and so I can't get all the contracts really to work, and there's obviously some picks going around, but that's the most absurd Chris Paul trade I could try to concoct. Interesting. I also thought about Orlando and Aaron Gordon and the Spurs. Um, Orlando is 28th in scoring in points per game. That's not great. Uh, <laughs> and they can't really, they haven't been shooting threes well. Um, like, I do sort of feel like they have shooters on the team. And I do kind of wonder if Aaron Gordon for like DeRozan and Bryn Forbes or something like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like those two teams do match up well together, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and Orlando is going to want to do something. 
and I don't really know what the, you know, like what do people think about Aaron Gordon? Right. Like, Cause that's their number. They're not going to trade Jonathan Isaac. I no. guess they could trade Vucevic because Mo Bamba is there, but um, who's going to want, they just gave Vooch a contract. Right. So no, it's, it's Aaron want... Gordon is their number one trade chip. If they're going to make a move. Yeah. So, and you know, Fultz hasn't really proved anything yet. Like he looks better, but he doesn't look. And I think like that's what you said. I think that's what more. you're trying to sell ish on that notion is trying to be like, look, Marshall Fultz has shown improvement. Just imagine what, especially, I mean, if you're sending him to the Spurs, I mean, look at what the Spurs did with Kwai, where sure. Kwai Leonard didn't have a jump shot. And all of a sudden now he's like a lethal three point shooter. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's put let's put Fultz in that environment and try to get his jump shot fixed with Aaron Gordon, and then you get you know Demar and some other pieces. All right, let's let's it, get rid of get rid of my Chris Paul and my uh, and my <laughs> other shit. I like this <laughs> trade. Which trade? I like the I like the Aaron Gordon Markel Fultz oh. for Demar Derozan and some other shit. Well, I mean Demar has been in the news because the Spurs are out of the playoffs right now, so. If they don't make it, that would be shocking because they've made the playoffs for 22 years in a row, I think. Um, but DeMar seems to be a player that could be on the block. Uh, I actually sort of feel like the other player that we haven't really talked about and hasn't been talked about in the media too much is Sabonis. Mm. Remember before the season, everyone was like, oh, yeah, well, it's either going to be Miles Turner or Sabonis. And then it's sort of okay for a while and the Pacers have been good. So we stopped talking about it, Yeah, but it's still not great. I think you could still do something to make the Pacers better. Even when Victor Oladipo gets back, Indiana's in the sixth seed right now. Yep. I mean, I don't know if the contracts could work, but would Kevin love for Sabonis? I mean, obviously Cleveland would do that, but does that make sense for Indiana? I, I, like, if you're going to choose between the two, I think I would rather have Miles Turner because it's easier to get somebody else. Mm-hmm. And if you keep Sabonis, like, Sabonis has to play in, inside. And if he's not going to be the center, then that's a problem. If you are going to make him the center and you keep Sabonis, then sure, trade Miles Turner. He's on a four-year contract. Why not? Um, but Indiana doesn't really make that many big trades. <laughs> you know, they're not sexy. Right. Plus, I mean, again, I have a very limited knowledge of the NBA cap, but you're going to have to send, I mean, maybe what? Does Jeremy Lamb offer? I think TJ Warren and Jeremy Lamb make yeah. the contracts work. Yeah. And, you know, both of those guys are completely tradable, in, right. in my opinion. But uh, so we said at the top of this, uh, it might be tough to make trades this year. And that's because so many contracts were signed mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this past offseason. And so now every trade is going to have to involve, if it's big, a lot of moving pieces. Right. Like there might not be that many trades, but there will be a lot of trade partners. Right, right, right. Because you got to spread those contracts out. Yeah, no. And I think that's why what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of kind of, I mean, you always see guys who are on the, you know, on expiring contracts get traded around between contenders. But I think that's, those might be the kinds of trades that we see in excess this year. Um, and like one of the guys who I think is certainly could be getting moved is, uh, Davis Bertans. Who oh, really? I don't talked, think that. That's you don't great. think that? I mean, I, I just think, think they roll with it, man. It looks. I think so the good. Wizards do. I think the Wizards <laughs> do. I mean, I, I don't. But I'm saying that, like, I think a contender, like in my head, it's the Sixers. Oh, yeah, the Sixers should give my up God. whatever whatever the Wizards are asking for for Bertans because they need sure. three point shooting. Obviously, Everyone should right. I mean, they're giving up. They're shooting the fourth fewest threes per game. And Bertans, seven million dollars coming off on expiring contracts, twenty-seven years old, shooting forty-five percent from three. Like that just makes too much sense for a team that has finals aspirations. That you need to go, maybe pay a little bit extra to the Wizards to get him onto your squad. But now suddenly you have this legit sharpshooting three-pointer coming off of your bench who can get you like can get hot in a series and can give you buckets and win you one to two of seven 
I still really like their team, but they they really need another shooter. And where they find that is going to be tough because everybody wants shooters, right. obviously. Um, and every, you know, like the Lakers are going to do every last goddamn thing they can to get more shooting around LeBron and the brow. Um, Kuzma, I assume, is going He's, to get traded. Yeah, that's but that was my thought. His contract is so small that it's going to be really tough to get somebody that like, you're going to have to add other stuff to it. And they don't have that many assets because they sent them all to new Orleans <laughs> for Anthony Davis. So, um, you know, like do the Lakers really need both Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee? I don't think so. I assume one of them will be included in a trade with Kuzma to somebody. I don't really know what you want. Like, I don't think, uh, the Lakers are a destination for Kevin Love, you know? No. Like, I think that's one of the few teams that is out. What about, JaVale, what about JaVale McGee and Kuzma to the Nets for Joe Harris? Yeah, but why would the Nets do that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, the Nets are in the seventh seed. Yeah, it, this is the thing. It's like you, because you're DeAndre looking Jordan at contracts and JaVale McGee just to like make trades work. Front court. That's, why, that's why you do that. Dude, and it, like the Nets should probably trade somebody but that's really hard to do when you're in playoff contention right so like kevin durant is coming back next year so they probably don't need torian prince so you could get a lot for torian prince but you don't want to probably trade him but But he's helping you get to the playoffs and if you can get to the playoffs you should go to the fucking playoffs um so this is going to be really difficult um like i said i don't think bertans will get traded because their offense looks so incredible. It does look really good. And Bertans is really, really good, and he's cheap. And the thing about DC is that they're going to have two max players starting next year, and they're not going to be able to sign a big contract. So you want to keep cheap, good players. Um, like, if they wanted to get rid of Thomas Bryant, sure. <laughs> what? Like who cares? But uh, another name that's been floated around is Tristan Thompson. Now yep. he said that he wants to stay in Cleveland, but uh, if someone needs like a traditional center that has playoff experience, like maybe the Hawks, um, mm. you know, like that's a guy that could be traded as well. And I think he's Canadian. So like, maybe, uh, I don't know maybe, what Toronto is going to do. There. Dude, what do you think Toronto, like Toronto doesn't no need idea. to do anything. I mean, they should trade for DeMar just because that would be incredible. Send them fucking norm. Who cares? Ooh, can we do that? Can we can we get tomorrow? I don't even know on, if it's legal in like NBA courts of law, but like that would be it would be like a gift to Kyle Lowry and like oh, all the fans. Kyle Lowry, like, yeah, man. That reunion would just would melt hearts. Oh yeah, the totally. two of them just like running into open into each other's open arms. Yeah, and then what if they did well? <laughs> oh God, that'd be that, incredible. See, this is why I think trade season is going to be so difficult because mm-hmm. we're just coming up with crazy shit like right away. <laughs> Because there's nothing easy. Right. Like, well, what's the, the easiest trade? Right. I have no I mean, the idea. Easiest, the easiest Iguodala, person. but to who? Yeah, For what? Right. I mean, the easiest person to assume is getting traded is Kevin Love. But the question is, is, like, what team is going to give up? What, what, what's the move? What's the move that's going to happen? Dude, I mean, I think the most... <laughs> okay, I don't think this, but I'm hoping that the yes. most... Uh, or taxi thing that can happen is that they the Bulls trade Zach Levine and choose Jim Boylan oh over him. God. And I'm wondering, like, if he would look oh good on Dallas, maybe. Ooh, um, saucy, yeah. Dallas is a three seed right now. Holy shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're ridiculous. It's um, it's so awesome that Luca is this good so soon it's just absolutely crazy he's upset everything everybody last year was talking about joker uh nikola Jokic on denver as being like this is the new most incredible player we've ever seen he's a point guard in a seven footers body um this is the new nba and he's having a bit of a down year and uh no one cares because it's all luca 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 (laughs) who is also fat uh, it's he's thick. like these he's Europeans Don thick. Yeah. Please. Whatever. Like I, <laughs> they're not sculpted like Americans like <laughs> things apparently, even though, you know, no baseball, whatever. 
Um, <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. for Zach Levine. Who says no? Right. Um, and you can add Courtney Lee and even get some other, like if Chicago, let's see, Chicago is eight and 17. They are the 11th seed right now. They're worse than Charlotte. Not great since Charlotte was literally like, supposed to be the worst team in the NBA. I, yeah. I wonder if maybe they are trying to go for the playoffs though. And if that's oh, true, sure, that would be an interesting, like they have a bunch of power forwards. Yeah. Uncle Marv could be on the yeah, move. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, you know, Cody Zeller, there are Cody Zeller fans out there, but uh, you know, he's a competent center. I just don't really know how valuable those are. Players are. The other thing is that there's going to be a bunch of buyouts this year. Yeah. So like Miami is a team that has a bunch of pieces that could move like James Johnson and Dion waiters, but who's going to want those guys. Like you're mm-hmm. going to have to sweeten the pot with picks right? or with one of your sharpshooting young guys. And maybe you don't want to move those dudes. Uh, so this is it, the more I think about it, the tougher I think a lot of this is going to be. And that also makes me think if someone might just try to shoot the moon and do like an impossibly incredible big trade which is which is going to be like this is i was just about to say the exact same thing that given how how convoluted this conversation like just us talking through this has already been how many moving factors there are i could see a team just being like fuck it we're putting all the pieces in the middle like let's go hard in the paint and something big going down and i don't know what it is and i want to be able to like rattle it off the tip of my tongue right now but i uh i can't i think that if the pistons keep being mediocre and are outside looking in you think blake griffin to atlanta or miami is possible you can make the salaries work Uh uh um you know, like Cam Reddish comes back in one deal and uh, either Tyler Hero, you know, like one of the young Miami shooters comes back in the other one. Um, Blake, if Blake starts to regain form, but Reggie Jackson and Detroit continues to just sort of be middling, there's not really a lot of reasons for you to keep Blake. Right. Like, I don't think that Drummond has as much uh, trade value because he's going to be a free agent, but you can have Blake for three years or four years and help another all star on your team. And yeah, he'll be expensive, but the good players are expensive. Do you want to go to the playoffs or not? Yeah. No, the one I'm, the one I'm waiting for is Houston that go in a downward spiral and panic and freak out and just tank and then send Clint Capella to us being the Celtics but now I'm looking at contracts and I'm like that means probably Marcus Smart the Celtics are gonna have to do something they can't have this center lineup like what the fuck are they gonna do I've been trying to I've been trying to piece together what would be a center trade uh that they could make and I have a hard time have a hard time finding it's tough dude like you kind of have to send a piece back if you actually want to do something and that's not great Right. Well, I mean, they've got tons of picks. The problem is, is if you got a if, right, like we said, if you got a big contract coming in, the only really, you know, the only contract that's sizable that they would be willing to part with is Marcus Smart. He's twelve million, and then you could put, yeah, you and could there's no reason with, to do that. Right. Right. You're not going to do that, and so it'll be interesting to uh, to see. Um, since it is a season of trading, let's talk a little bit of fantasy trades. Uh, that we want to make since this is a fantasy basketball podcast that we do occasionally talk about uh, that. Uh, But before we do that, we will quickly take a ad break. So don't go anywhere. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, 
Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, Natty, if you're looking at your fantasy team, you're looking at the fantasy basketball landscape. Is there someone out there who you're kind of like low-key targeting? Because you're like, you know what? I think I could get this guy, and he would be well worth my time and effort. I have a couple of guys that I've had my eye on, and neither of them are over 50%. One of them is a Washington wizard, I'm sorry to say. Uh, Ri Hachimura, I just like him. Yeah. I like him a lot more than I thought I would. And I don't know if it's because of the team around him or what, but uh, I would like to have him on my team. He's just points and rebounds. That's it. Like, right. Nothing fancy, um, but a solid player to have. And if that's your floor, he's averaging 14 and six right now. Like that's I'm I'm willing to have, you know, a rookie doing that sort of like PJ Washington mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, everything after that is just going to be great. So yeah. I like him a lot. And I also like Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. He's six, six. He's 27 years old. He's 26.5% owned on ESPN. He's 127th or sorry, 129th in ESPN basic. Uh, Rihachimura is 120, by the way. And Bogdan's just a really good distributor. I like him a lot. If Sacramento doesn't improve when, uh, you, or, you know, if they don't go on a run, what are they right now? 10, 13. <sighs> yeah, like they're right there. It's them and the Suns and maybe the Timberwolves trying to get uh-huh. in and maybe the Spurs, the Spurs start doing Spursy things. And then the Blazers, yeah, there's a great chance that Sacramento doesn't make it. So, it seems like Bogdan will be the odd man out. Bielitsa could also be a trade candidate. Um, I like Bogdan a lot. I would really like him on the Lakers. I think that would look really, really good, but I don't think that can happen. Um, I'm trying to trade for him because he's a shooting guard that can get you assists. I like both of those guys. Uh Especially because, I mean, if you're if you're in a dynasty league, too, those guys are going to help you in the long term. Um, oh yeah. But also, if you're just in it, if you're just in a redraft league, that's it. Those guys are both A plus targets. Yeah, I'm hoping that Bogdan Bogdanovich gets traded, and it's which is which a is a good where, chance. Like like what yeah. we were talking about with uh with David Bert uh, Davis Bertans. Like he's another totally guy like right. that who could find himself on a contender because they need three-point shooting uh yeah or i like Drew holiday moved. for reggie jackson <laughs> who says no it's reggie jackson's expiring and then they don't have to make a decision between like do we keep lonzo ball like what are we doing with Brandon ingram here's zion i would I like you, Drew holiday I, think you just out of solved, my team. I think you just solved all of the pelicans issues yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um a guy who and I, it's a total homer pick, but a guy who I am now trying to basically trade for in every single league that I am in because he is back and because he looks real good. Nice. Gordon yeah. Hayward uh, is almost, in my opinion, a lock to average 18, seven and five this year. And I think could <sighs> almost average a tra- He's averaging right. Let me, let me Dude, bring up. His- take it easy. My God, he's coming back from an injury. I'm we bring- just, did this please please don't play him a lot of minutes gordon right hayward. away don't let him play over 12 minutes for the first three games <laughs> gordon gordon hayward averaging 18 7 and 4 as we speak that's so mean like, at the time at the time of this recording gordon hayward okay like i want him to be good i want gonna, to see the celtics at full power he, he because could, that's he, going to be crazy he could average a triple double let's do it let's see it Let's Wait, can I ask you a Celtics question, a serious course. one? Yeah. Do you think in the playoffs you will see Tatum at center and it's Kemba, Smart, Jalen, Gordon, and Tatum? I mean, I, I hope. I hope I see that lineup. That lineup would be filthy. Maybe it would be awful. Like, I could really see Philadelphia destroying that. Like, I don't think you can do that against a real you would, center. You wouldn't but be you able wouldn't to. do it. 
No, but what you would do, you, you would say, so you would say, it would be what? It was Kemba, Jalen. It would be Kemba Smart, Jalen, uh, uh, Hayward Tatum, right? Yeah. Yeah. What you would just do is. Although would, Smart's been guarding centers. That's exactly <laughs> what you would do. Marcus Smart would just cover and bead. Done. Game set match. You're moving. I mean, bead. it's the best picture of all time. It God. is the greatest picture of all time. Uh, so I, I'm a hundred percent an advocate for that lineup. And I think it's something, I think it would be similar to maybe not on the same level, but I'm going to say it, the lineup of death for the warriors where you run it for, I don't know what, eight minutes, 10 minutes. And all of a sudden you like the, the other team can't run with it and has to quickly adjust. And then you can go back and like, but you're not going to run, you're not going to run quarters in that, but you're, but I think it's a lineup that you would, I would love to see them run out and, uh, and watch Mark smart shut down centers. You can like change the game in eight possessions and with an elite small ball lineup like that, you could just like blow the second unit off the court or something, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you're down eight when you were up two. Well, and on the, on flip the other side, hand, it could go the other way. Yes, like, oh, yeah, real well, fast. right. But it, so could it be really depends. It could be something where, you know, the Sixers are taking their, like what you said, if we're talking the Sixers set, setting, uh, you take out your, you know, you, you're resting Embiid, giving it, but like, if the only way to beat this lineup is to have Embiid in, now Embiid is playing 40 minutes for seven games, you know, in order to like have sure. some, in order to like try to slow this lineup down. I have no idea. I would love to see that lineup. Uh, but anyways, my point with Gordon Hayward is why you, anyone should be trying to go get him. I think he's oh, going, yeah. he's going to be at least a little bit cheaper than he would. Otherwise, like this is probably the cheapest you're going to get him, assuming he doesn't get injured again because he's coming off of injury. <laughs> um, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope he knock on wood. Uh, I also think that he's like going to be the main facilitator for this offense. I think he is going to be the engine that moves this offense. And that's going to get you rebounds. It's going to get you assists. That's going to get you stats up the wazoo. Yeah. Brad's favorite is going to get, you know, whatever he wants to, because that's what the favorite child gets. Uh, I think that, the only fly in the ointment is if Jalen Brown's attempts go down too much. Mm. Um, but I think that uh, Stevens is going to be like very, very aware of that. Yeah. Because let's be real. Like you could trade Jalen Brown for a lot. You could get a lot for him and he yeah. knows that. Um, and there's, there are good basketball reasons why you should, because it's either like if you're going to trade him, then you also have to consider trading Marcus smart, but you're not going to get as much back for Marcus smart. Right. Like if you're going to trade something, it should be for a haul. Uh, and that would be Jalen Brown because you're not trading Tatum and you're not trading Kemba. Right. But I don't think anybody really wants to do that. Like, I don't think Boston wants to feel forced into a corner where they have to do that. I think that the players want to stay together. I think that Boston just needs to figure out, like they need to get an elite interior defender center, like Mm -hmm. maybe somehow trading for Mo Bamba or like some, or yo, Nerland's Noel. Like I could get behind that. He's probably cheap. Yeah. Like if if you could get a real com, let's do this. Yeah, if you can get a real defensive force inside um, who's also young like and a guy that doesn't care about his shots, then that will be a big boon for the Celtics. Well, you you have to be able to do – you have to throw someone at Embiid. Right. You have to throw someone at I love Marcus, but Marcus is is averaging, what, 10, almost 11 shots uh, attempts per game this season. His career is eight, like – we can we can shimmy some of those shots away from Marcus. Uh, we'll shimmy some from Marcus, shimmy some from Brown, and that will be Gordon. We'll have plenty. Uh, where where is? Don't take where, anything away from Marcus. Where is Noel right now? Bitch, he's on OKC and is he's he? doing well. Yeah, pretty sure. Let's see. I I just pulled him up on the trade. 
Nerlis Noel. He's just cheap. Lovely as- song. Thank you. He's just <laughs> cheap as fuck. Yeah, I think he's like four percent owned. He's been right. doing well. If We're they trade send- Stephen Adams, he's a must own. Oh by yeah. The way. Oh yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Let's just like, send uh, Nerlens for Shemi. Who says no? Boom. Done. Made the deal. The question is. The question is. I mean, is this my? Tell me honestly. Is this my own? Just like uh, Boston Celtics fandom speaking in the way. What's the real difference between Nerlens Noel and Robert Williams? Uh, there might not be any. They could just be bad. Nah, that's my <laughs> thing. Know, is it's like, like there's am I am I am I really is Nerlens Noel a real difference than than Robert Williams? And why am I? But I like the thought of trying to get a defensive mind or like a true center. I mean, I think what it is is you're trading. I think you would try to trade. See, the thing is, I think you like having Cantor in the playoffs because you've seen him do really well in the playoffs before in certain situations. And against certain teams, like you have to be a bit of a Swiss army knife in the NBA playoffs now. Right. You have to have answers just like in football for for different formations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So your bench has to be deeper. So someone like Ennis Cantor, who will, if you give him the minutes, he'll give you a double double. So his permanent production as a traditional center is really high. Right. That's Um, why I think Tice is the guy who would get sent out. Mike Tice. Mike Tice. <laughs> Un. Former Vikings coach. Um, yeah, it, except like for what? I mean. Right, right. No, yeah. This is trades are hard, man. It's so, hard being a general yeah. manager of a professional sports team. Who knew? And like <laughs> the teams that do have players available, like the Knicks, like they play in such a shitty way that you're not really sure like what you're getting. Like, do you really want Marcus Morris senior? Because every time he touches the ball, <laughs> all action stops. I mean, let me you tell know, you so from like, his year with Boston. Yeah. Love Marcus Morris senior. It, 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 it's just sort of like Julius Randall should, man, I it's, it's kind of sad. Like, I don't think he should be on the Knicks. I, it would be nice if he got traded. I don't know where he would fit. Maybe Dallas, something like that. Like go, to a team that has like a stretch big already and, and you can you be can the interior in guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, what if, what if, uh, what if Minnesota ships out Gorgie dang somewhere somehow and brings Randolph there? Yo. So that was the team that I was thinking about that could actually make like a huge trade. Yeah. What if they traded Wiggins? What would I, you get? You could get a lot. Cause he's been playing ridiculous this year. So Minnesota is 10 and 13 right now, and they're in the 10th seed. And like, yeah, maybe if they made a big trade, they could bust into the playoffs for sure. Uh, Maybe if they did nothing, they could still get into the playoffs, but they don't seem like a contender. If you traded Wiggins and then like whatever else, who could you get and who would you want to to pair with Cat? Like what right. kind of player are you looking for? I mean, I'm I I would my first thought would be a wing, right? Sure, but those that's what everybody wants. Like, what if you right. could target, like, you know, Jeff Teague is the point guard. I think right. you could upgrade that. Well, so I mean, the, um, the everyone is like they were the natural landing spot for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, totally. I mean, you could Who send we Teague haven't talked and, about yet, right? right. You could send Teague and, and Dang to the Warriors for D'Angelo Russell. Those contracts work. Why would they do that? I no, I, I have mean, no idea. Picks, I guess. I guess, but could happen. I'm just those are the contracts that. But if you're, I mean, so like, all right, we're pairing Cat with, like, what is going to be the big move that would suddenly take the Timberwolves from a fringe playoff team to like suddenly a the six or five seed, right? Because that's the only reason you're yeah. trading Wiggins is because you're getting a true difference maker. Totally. And if I'm looking at and if I'm looking at teams out of the playoffs, right? Because I don't necessarily know. I guess Bradley Beal's unavailable, right? So you can't get him, right? I was going to say you're not going to trade back for Zach Levine, although God. that would be so fucking funny and incredible, and I hope it happens. That would be great. You're not your CJ McCollum. Maybe you're pairing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing, if you're trying to think outside of the box, right. If you're not trying to think wing. Yeah. 
is is Miles Turner and Cat too similar to Miles Turner and Sabonis? See, I'm thinking backcourt. I'm thinking like Drew Holiday, like. But does Drew I, Holiday really change, bump you from a ten seed to like a five seed? I think that when you have an incredible interior presence, you should try to complement it with an incredible, right. an incredible, incredible exterior. I, I, yeah. Uh, I just does CP three like do that? So him in Minnesota for Wiggins would be amazing. I do think that would be a little bit dangerous. I think that would be very because dangerous then given what you still have with- Robert Covington. But I, maybe, I mean, shit. Like, if the contracts could work, like try to get Danilo too. You know, just try so that Oklahoma City can just like start over because they want to trade. Good, they want to trade CP3. If they can do that, they also want to trade Gallinari right. and and Stephen Adams because then there's no reason to compete. Right. It's giving up on Jared Culver <laughs> a Jesus. little early. But if I send Andrew Wiggins, Gorgie Dang, and Jared Culver to to OKC for Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari, does that – it says I mean, it there, says the Timberwolves have a plus involved. 12 increase in projected wins. So <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> they're, now, they're now a playoff team. Yo, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do and then we should do studs and duds. Sure. Do you think that a big cat trade could happen? Oh my God. Do you like, I you think have, that's the biggest, imagine, if he just says like, you have to trade me, I don't want to be here anymore. You know, like a bunch of other people oh have done God. recently oh because I don't believe in you. And then you can just start over with a bunch of assets. Could you imagine Twitter just melting? Just, just like I, the whole sport would just like freeze. I think Toronto, maybe like if, if big cat were like stealthily put out, I think Toronto would be like, yo, well you can't have Pascal Siakam, but like you can have everybody else. (laughs) Um, So what you, I mean, Boston obviously would be like, yeah, Jalen and Marcus and whoever. Yeah. Just not like literally take everyone. Yeah. 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 We'll buy your house. Like your brother-in-law can work for us. It's totally fine. Whatever you want, man. You can be on the fucking Red Sox because we're trading Mookie for no reason. Oh my God. Um, Don't even start with that. That is. Yeah. We should not start with that. Um, Dame and big cat. CJ for Dame or the CJ for cat. That's with picks with a lot of picks. I mean, CJ's great and all, but like the, the thing is stepping on Carmelo's toes. We don't want to do that. I mean like cat in Houston, but I don't think that could work really. (laughs) I Um, I thought about it. I was like, what if? Yeah, there's again, like we're thinking about crazy shit like this because like, there's just not a bunch of like easy trades to work out. Um, Big cat seems like he wants to stay in Minnesota. Yeah. Everything seems okay. But if they miss, if they're going to miss the playoffs again, then maybe you start to wonder like, yeah. So I don't know if this is God, this trade season. It's I I love this time of year. Yeah. It sucks that the NFL doesn't really like have an analog for this because their trade season is just garbage. Just trash. Just so trash. Their trade season is when they fire coaches and then new schemes are introduced. And it's just like, oh yeah, well, we sort of play differently now. Like that's the only difference. (laughs) It's really dumb. And you would think the NFL being like the we need to market ourselves and turn our like basically let's be our a 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year like in everyone's households you would think they would milk the living shit out of it a trade deadline like the nba's trade deadline people just sit refreshing twitter for 14 hours being like if someone got traded someone got what did Wooch tweet something oh my god Wooch tweets was, what happened um yeah you think that the NFL it's gonna be really upsetting more. by the way if it's quiet because it's I know. like all these people who are supposed to be tweeting are gonna be like well, yeah, people are talking, but it's really hard, and there's a lot of moving pieces, and Atlanta won't trade Chandler Parsons for no reason. Um, it's going to be like Chandler Parsons traded for a late first round. It's like, great, thank you. And, yo, Carmelo can't be traded because he was signed Because he's signing full guard. Yeah, so they'd have to buy him out. So there's going to be a bunch of buyouts in early February, probably. And, I mean, Igudala is the guy that we haven't talked about. I think he's 17 or 18 million. Memphis yeah. has declared that they will not buy him out. 
They are trading him. They are getting assets for him. Uh, he would work on basically every contender. So it's either going to be a waiting game where you're daring Memphis not to buy him out Mm -hmm. or, you know, you're going to give them a young player and a pick at least. Yeah. But if that's the difference, you know, like if Denver's like, shit, man, we need something like we're just not like Joker isn't scoring and things just seem weird. And like, what the fuck is going on with Gary Harris? Who is my bud this week? Because I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. Yeah, uh, Denver's just a little bit strange, even though there's re- they're really good. They're 14 and seven. They're great. Like if everything was going awesome on that team, they'd maybe be the best team in the NBA. The Lakers need to do something, but it'll probably be buyouts. Yeah. They're or not it'll be a Kuzma trade. Well, Kuzma's like less than 2 million or something. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, it's Ooh. tough to package him with something else um after the ad so yeah i don't know it's it's going to be weird and i wonder if it'll be quiet yeah well it'll be something we monitor and certainly talk more about i i am going to become wildly addicted to this tradembacom site and uh i'm going to find i'm going to find a cat trade and when i do uh we'll tweet it out from from the uh, podcast twitter account but before we go let's quickly for big cat Who says no? Uh, right, yeah. Let's quickly do studs and duds uh, and buds, if you got one. Uh, for those who are new to the show, we do this every week. Give a player who's going to have a great rest of the week, player who's going to struggle, and someone we want to keep watching. Uh, and we keep track of these because what's the point of playing if you don't have a score? Natty's sitting at six and four after splitting between PJ Washington and Bradley Beal last week. And I went a much needed two and oh with TJ Warren being yeah, great. Kevin Love nice. being not so great. So, Yours truly back at four and six, uh, climbing back in it. Uh, what's your stud this week, Natty? First of all, I just want to say that I stand by saying Bradley Beal would be. I judge. think it was a good call. <laughs> it was a good call. I don't. Yeah, dis- I think it's, you know, the number two or three offense and he yeah. looks otherworldly and I love him. It's a great call. You nailed it. You've really, you've really outdone yourself. I mean, I was going to do it too. I was going to do it too. (laughs) Can't hate on you for that. You're a good friend. I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm going big again. I think Ben Simmons is going to be a stud this week because he's going up against Boston, which will be tough. But I think those games are deadly. They're just, I love watching those games. Those teams do not like each other and he will rise up for that. Then they get oh, and to you play. Know, and you know he is just dying to hit a three-pointer in the garden. Well, his coach has told him that he'd like him to hit at least one three a game, which yeah. is good coaching. Oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> like most NBA players don't want to do that. Jesus Christ. Hey, hey you know what might be helpful? If you took one of the threes that I've been asking Joel and Bede to take, even though that's fucking crazy. Oh, my God. By the way, my name's Brett Brown, and I'm somehow... Like, I I'm sound like I'm forever. from Rhode Island, but he's going to coach Australia or something. You can't but, uh, fire me. Anyway, so Ben Simmons and the Sixers are at Boston. Then they host the New Orleans Pelicans. And Ben Simmons is taller than their point guards. And then they are <laughs> at Brooklyn. And again, Ben Simmons is taller than their point guards. Uh, the Sixers are going to annihilate Brooklyn, I think. Yeah. Um even though Spence, Spencer Dinwiddie is on fire. Yeah, he is. Which is fucking awesome. But anyway, yeah, my stud is Ben Simmons. I think he's going to have a really good week. I like it. I like it. My stud is, uh, we'll, we'll pull at your heartstrings, because you can't say no to Brooke Lopez going up against the Pelicans, yes. the Grizzlies, and the Cavaliers. <laughs> what, yes. what could be a better lineup for him? See, I didn't pick him because I was like, no, nah, man, people won't let me. Like, there's too much Brolo. I, I just can't do it. I'm Got so it. glad you did. Of course. I couldn't say no to that. I, I mean, I saw the that Pelic, that lineup for the Bucks, and I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. say Giannis. <laughs> right. Um, because, right. like, like, let's be honest here. <laughs> you know who's going to be good? LeBron you know James. Who's going to be really good this week? <laughs> the best player in the NBA. Don't Although I said Ben that. Simmons. I mean, like, he's, true. 
an all NBA player. No, I'm, you I mean, can't I'll, shoot threes though. <laughs> all I'm saying is just that like, I actually really choose challenging players and you know, some of us on this podcast don't, but you know, we'll let our listeners wow. decide who those people are. No, no, Shots no accusation. Fired. Nothing, Jeez. nothing fired. Nothing fired. Nothing at all. That's at all. so massful of you. <laughs> Jesus. I had hoped that the Midwest would mellow you out. Maddie, By the way, how's that? It's good. It's good. We got a little bit of snow today. Yes. Awesome. I know. We want, I need Fucking more. A. I need more snow. It doesn't feel like it's in the middle of December right now. I'm a little upset. Talk yeah, to, well, talk just to your, wait till uh, talk to your Midwest January. weather. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so yeah, Brolo going to be uh going to be a stud the rest of this dude week. he's he's third in he's blocks in the nba like season. you just yeah. it's so he hasn't been hitting as many threes but it, there's no reason to think that he won't pick it back up well and um, his and other number milwaukee have, is 21 and three by the way yeah that's preposterous remember when the Celtics yeah. used to have the best record in the league uh, good times dude milwaukee's 21 and three and the lakers are 21 and three i would i I mean, I don't think the Celtics are a finals team anyway, so, you know, we'll see. But I would love to see a Lakers-Bucks uh, final. That would be a good a good series. I want to see Giannis in the Eastern Conference final. Like, I want to see progress. I want to yeah. see him in the Eastern Conference finals. And if he can make the finals, I think they need to make a trade. Um, we didn't talk about, like, George Hill. Chris Middleton is back. Um but they, Milwaukee will probably actually, I mean, they'll almost absolutely make a trade one they? yeah. because you yeah, have yeah. to. They'll trade yeah. for, um, shoot, who's on the Pacers who's doing really well? Uh, uh, everybody. They're super Malcolm good. Brogdon. Oh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. He would be great yeah, on that. They team. should trade for him. Yeah. He'd yeah. be really good. We can make the math work. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, well, well uh, <laughs> tradenba.com. We're on it. Man, they should sponsor the show for the amount of uh, free pub that I'm giving them to our tens of listeners. Uh, Who's your dud for the week? My dud for the week, and I hate saying this because I love him, but I think Brandon Ingram is going to have a tough rest of the week. That's fair, dog. The Pelicans are at the Bucks, at the Sixers, Mm. and then at home for the Magic. Mm. Those are three of the best defensive teams in the league. Um Brandon Ingram's been great this year, so he's going to be targeted. There's no fucking way that Philadelphia is going to wet, let the Pelicans win in Philly. Um, at the Bucks, I feel like Ingram maybe is going to get a little bit beat up. I think people are going to be targeting him. Uh, I'm not sure who will guard him, but it's probably going to be Giannis. That's going to be brutal. And then the Magic are just a tough defensive team. And, you know, Jonathan Isaac... And Brandon Ingram, I think, are maybe the same age, but that's going to be another tough game. Uh, this is going to be three grinded out games as well. Like there won't be a high pace, in I think. Um, so I just think that all of his numbers will be lower this year, or this year, this the rest of this week. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, anytime, anytime you have a, I mean, that's a brutal lineup of three games and like, it's so slow. Like if they were playing the Pacers, it would be perfect. You know? Right. No. Yeah. That's, that is a rough one. And, and you're right. He's going to be the most targeted guy for defenses and whatnot. So yeah, I like him to have a slow week too. slow rest of the week. I, uh, I was trying to quickly do some duds on the fly but I haven't come up with one yet. I, there's, there are teams that I want to pick from, but I don't have the gallstones to pick players on them. Pick a Celtic. I know, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking that. I mean, they play the Pacers what if and the they're Sixers. All bad? That, was, that would be – I mean, the Pacers and Sixers, yeah, so those, that's, aren't, those that's aren't easy. slow, yeah. And but, I don't want to say – maybe – oh, my God, do I have the cojones to do it. I also was kind of like uh, Bulls, Pacers, Lakers for the Hawks but the only player on the Hawks who's good is Trey young. And I don't want to say Trey young is going to be a dud. I'm going to say, uh, it maybe isn't flashy or sexy or anything. Uh, Eric Paschal, the Warriors play the the Knicks, the jazz and the Kings Knicks and jazz are pretty good. Uh, obviously the, I mean the Knicks and Kings, the jazz obviously are great. Um, and he's going to be playing down in the paint near and around, uh, the stifle tower. So that's never going to play well for him. And the Knicks just have so many bigs and bodies that they can throw their way that, you know, you can eventually wear someone down. This is, I like that. This is me just looking at the teams and being like, meh, sounds good. So that's my guy. Dude, golden States, arguably their best player right now. Yeah. Aside from Dre. 
You got a bud before we go? I do. Um, Gary Harris, yeah, Golden Gary, oh, who Gary. I motherfucking love. <laughs> um, so the Nuggets are playing Portland, Oklahoma City, and the New York Knicks. That is not a murderer's row regarding defense. I don't know what the hell is up with this team, and I don't really know why Gary Harris isn't doing well, but he's underperforming basically all expectations. Uh, and I'm wondering if his best year a couple of years ago, I mean, it's looking more and more like an aberration unless there's something else going on with the nuggets, which is, you know, like somehow connected with Joker. And that might just be like a young team sort of like getting into shape and realizing how much it takes to actually be a playoff team and to be in contention for the number one seed because the team is good. They have Mm -hmm. a good record. They're doing really, really well. They're not scoring as much as everybody thought that they would. Joker doesn't look as good as everybody thought that he would. Um, Gary Harris should be a trade candidate. There's a lot of teams that would like to have someone like him, but he hasn't looked good. So, you know, I sort of think that, um, I mean, I love him and Jeremy Grant, and I would trade almost anything for those two as a <laughs> duo. Uh, but, like, I wonder, Paul Millsap, I think, is important to the Nuggets' plans for the playoffs, so I don't know if I really want to trade him unless you're getting something super good back. So maybe they're thinking about, like, Gary Harris and Jeremy Grant or Gary Harris and Will Bart, you know, like something else to help complement Jamal Murray yeah. and Joker um because paul Millsap is still a fucking stud he's great he's absolutely awesome but yeah so my my bud is gary harris i hope he breaks out of whatever funk he's been in i like it cool beans and that's all we got after spending hours talking about uh crazy ass trades that we want to go down in the nba yeah watch I'm all sure. of them happen <laughs> god damn it <laughs> if cat gets moved we uh kevin we should, love on the knicks with demar to chosen it is like as soon as you say that, it is just like I the image just conjures in my head. Of, yeah, of can't you see them in it's Nick's? Just, yeah, it's just so obvious. Oh, yeah, it just works almost too well. Uh, right, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We are everywhere you get podcasts uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Fake Teams Podcast channel. That's where you'll find us. Follow us on Twitter at the long two podcast, and we will be back at you next week to keep talking basketball. Natty, until then, have yourself a good week. See you on the other side of the trade holiday, dude. Woohoo, baby. If nothing goes down, I'll be very upset. <laughs> Have a good week, man. Talk to you next time.